Welcome to the show where three friends rate, debate, and investigate the films you'll love to see and hate to see. This is You'll Love to See It. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi. No, it's because I'm using a Mac. That's it. All right. What we are, uh, we're a go. My mom's Mac. Hello, um, everybody. Caleb, Eric, and those of you listening. Uh, welcome to season four of You Love to See It. The best season. The, the, the redemption arc season where, you know, everyone gets what's coming to them. Hmm. It's so funny. Yeah, speaking of everyone, my friend last night told me because I shaved, which you're now seeing in video. Um, we were talking about how our hair is missing. Um, my friend last night was like, you know, you kind of look like Not mine. Joker. my friend's like, you kind of look like the Joker. When you're shaved completely. And I like just stood up and I said, I was like, you get what you damn deserve. I just like stood up and started screaming. <laughs> Can you do a little uh, dance down the stairs? I, I oh my god! <laughs> I literally, oh my god! I think I literally got like, oh, that's gonna make me sound so bad because I literally hate Joker. But I literally was on Uniqlo the other day and they had like hoodies on sale and they had this like green hoodie with like some like Joker card background in the back from Warner Bros. and it was like eight bucks and I got it. So I do have a Joker's hoodie coming. Wow! I'm one of those. Oh, I'm one wow. of those kids now. Caleb's gonna. I know. Caleb's gonna accidentally <laughs> steal it. Just know. I don't know. Maybe it. it's time for a rewatch, Eric. Seems Maybe like you're is. really on Maybe this path. Yeah, you should wear it while show. you're while you're rewatching. Yeah. So you can get Maybe immersed. I should um, wear it as I rewatch in the Heights. Guys, I totally I know. transform at that point. So this is this is season <laughs> the four. Just be coming on. This is season four, but really it doesn't mean anything because there's been up to now no real length of the seasons. Season one was nine. You no, know, this is the season two Bad was like season five. Like, oh, this is like when it starts getting, a? Starts getting this good. This is like when it starts getting good, right? I mean, this is the season where Mad Men had its soft reboot. So, well, this is, yeah. This but is on the it. other hand, this the leftovers didn't even have a season four. Come on, there's so much has changed. You know, we've changed. Uh, we're only going to be on Zoom a little bit longer. Um, Huge. We, we got these virtual backgrounds. We got video. Like we're we're a whole new podcast. Okay, don't insult the blur. It's all it's, it's all changing. Well, yeah, that's right. You don't really have a background. Yours is just you're in. Yeah, you're, I know. You're just, it's literally, the other day, my my boss was like super offended when I called my remote desktop into his machine a virtual machine. So that's that's the energy I'm bringing to this call. That's, that's what it's like working at Microsoft. You gotta be very specific. Not even, not, not even super offended, but he pointed it out and it was enough for me to go, and for me to, like to you're make wrong. that connection right there. Yeah. Guys, that's a blur. Today, today was my first day being back in a movie theater in over a year. And it's, it's been since the three of us saw first Never count. Literally sometimes. Oh first no, it was first count. First, it was first count. First, first, first count. count. Yeah, it so both, it's been technically first cow was what like second. Fif- 15 months, 15 months almost, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, first time walking into a movie theater, it was crazy. I also, so what's weird is around me, I only have two movie theaters here. One of them's a dine in, which is the one I had to go to because the other movie theaters only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
that's the other AMC. So I had to go to the AMC dining, which was nice, but like you get some tendies. I didn't, I got, dude, they were only selling giant things of popcorn and I was not about to buy an entire thing of popcorn. From <laughs> only <Justin>. at the dining? <laughs> yeah. They like, no, 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 no. Like they were only like, they weren't selling different sizes of popcorn just for some reason, the giant <laughs> ones. So I got, I got some, pre- I got some, I got pretzel bites with some mustard and cheese and then a, a water uh, I thing. I spent like eight bucks and then the ticket was like seven 30 Eight, dude, eight oh bucks. For I want to live in Montana. Yeah. yeah the the, the ticket the was seven thirty because it was thirty percent off because it was a matinee, and then the uh, pretzel bites were like I think eight ninety nine maybe. It's pretty good. The water was free. I, dude, I since when do you get free water, dude? I, was I literally like, paid six dollars for a bottle. Well, of so water they, they don't give. You know, that's the thing. She's like, she's like, oh, it's free, and I'm like, really? And she's like, oh, unless you want a bottle of water, then it's like six dollars. I'm like, why would I take the bottle of water? When I can oh, get you just free... got like soft drink water? Yeah. It was like cup. it was just a cup of water. It was Mud. beautiful. I didn't have to waste Mud. a water bottle. You know, it was nice. I know they should really yeah. I, did it taste good? It. Tasted like water. I'm a weird guy. I'm a weird I'm a weird guy. I like drinking water at the movies instead of soda now. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Um, but the, the dinings are just small theaters. And like, I was, I sat up all the way at top, which wasn't even that bad. There's only four rows, but it was just like, I was kind of still too far away. And they also have this glass panel over the top. I don't know why, like there's like that wall in front of you and there's like a little glass panel. So I couldn't lean my chair back because then the glass panel would take up half the screen. So I was like, what (laughs) is the point of this glass panel here? So, I mean, it was fine. It was fun. I, you know, it was also my first time ever going to the movies by myself. First time ever. Oh, it's a great experience. Yeah, it was awesome. Nice. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, I just want to, before we get into uh, talking about A Quiet Place Part 2, um, I just want to express how many utter trash movie previews I had to sit through. There was at least 10 of them. And I'm telling you, dude, I have never sat there more disinterested in what Hollywood was putting out. Several of them were like sequels to already shitty movies. One of them was a Disney movie with Dwayne Johnson and Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah, Jungle Cruise. Yeah. And Emily Blunt. I mean, that one didn't look bad, but like, I can tell you what I sat through. I sent through Jungle Cruise. I sat through um, the Hitman bodyguard wife or whatever the hell that is. Oh my God. That comes um, out this week, right? not never seen the first one don't care um some shitty horror movie called like night house or something i i don't need is that the like invisible man like dude i can't tell you i i I zoned out i zoned out i want to watch the like the m night Shyamalan movie with vicky okay old old i actually that was the (laughs) one that was the one movie preview that was old It's what yeah, it's it looks so funny. It's called it old. Looks so it's look funny. hilarious. <laughs> okay, I honestly, I don't think it's Daniel gonna be Garcia a good Bernal movie. looks so hot in the trailer. I can't Un- tell, like, I, unbelievable, dude. I can't tell you that it's gonna be a good movie, but I can tell you that it piques my interest. I just like I, I was sitting there like, <laughs> you got me, dude. M Night Shyamalan, you got me. I'm with you, man. Um, oh, I saw the preview for. Um, Another biopic, the one on uh, Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Looks like Jennifer Hudson. Very generic biopic plot film. 
Speaking of generic, I got to say, I got to say shout out to Rocket Man. I just watched because I was doing a screenplay class the other day with Kendall and we went over the screenplay and I watched it for the first time. And what a great way to do, what a nice way to do a biopic. It made Bohemian Rhapsody look like trash. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I have to say. That was actually Uh, the first time I'd ever gone to the movie theater alone. Rocket Man or Um, Bohemian Rhapsody? Rocket Man. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Literally, I didn't, like my parents were gone for like three Don't. weeks or something. They went to China or whatever, and I was home alone. And I was like, I'm gonna see Rocket Man. I was the only person in the theater. And then literally I, I walk in there getting ready. Imagine um no, I'm not gonna say that because I'm okay. I'm not Travis Pickle. I was gonna say Travis Pickle at the movie theater, but no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but imagine the same energy. Like now. the image of him, like slumbering down not even slumbering scratch scratch that metaphor scratch that Slum- slumbering scratch that. down sounds like me during first count. it's a mess <laughs> anyways the movie start playing and then the movie starts or like the blockers or whatever where they show it's like it's a universal movie or something right and the screen only covered the top left corner it was only the top left corner and I've never been more embarrassed than going out. It was like a like a late showing, 10.30 to the poor projectionist who was like just standing there alone. I'm like the only person in the theater, I think like, sorry, man, like, <laughs> like it's not covering the screen. It's literally <laughs> tiny. <laughs> I mean- So that's Eric, my Rocket Man story. Eric, all I have to tell you is if there's anyone I know in my life that would pro- possibly sit through that for an entire movie, it might be. No, you, no, so. I sat through it. I sat through it. I, no, I, during the, during the, during the, like the university, I was like, sorry, like, like okay, you should okay. go fix this. Yeah. I'm just saying, no. you know how like some people like won't send their food like, back to the restaurant. I feel like <laughs> I might be the person that's like, you know what? I'm just going to suck it up and watch yeah. the, tiny corners <laughs> of the movie screen <laughs> no Rockman's great i like no, i would have loved it to see it no it was great i really liked it um it was so interesting just because we were oh my god uh, when is the um sorry this is only tan- like a tangent no you're good when's the new kingsman coming out because taron edgerton's in rocket man when is king's i, know, is- I saw I like, like a poster trailer- for it when i went to the theater for can we talk about the, the shock can, we, can you, talk about, you guys like remember a year and a half ago seeing some of the same trailers that are now back in movie theaters showing trailers? I had I had a trailer for Top Gun Maverick. Don't really care to see it. I don't even remember the first Top oh, Gun. Oh, I sort of want to see that. I'm gonna see I've it only because Gun, like I I know about the creative camera stuff they do, and Tom Cruise, of course, learned to fly or he's like not flying but flying. Anyways, um, <laughs> what I was saying is I remember like a year and a half ago, seeing that trailer. And I was like, it's just so weird being like, oh my God, some of these movies just never came out. Like they just-, yeah. they just Black like, Widow. Waited. Yeah, they just waited. Black Widow's out, right? Uh, no. No, it comes out July 9th. What else? Dude, the poster I, I saw for Black Widow, she was wearing an all white suit. And I, I don't know. White that really, Yeah, but can you say that, say? White Widow? It was off-putting. It? it was off-putting to see that, I will say. <laughs> I mean, it's like I, one of her classic know. looks, but now that you say it. Uh, I don't know. I I, uh, I haven't been caught up with the Marvel Universe. I haven't watched any of the TV shows recently. Yeah. I really don't care. I, to be honest, I'm going to be 100% honest here. I feel like I'm past that point in my life now. Like, I feel really? like... Really? I feel like I'm 
Endgame really kind of closed that chapter for me that I'm like, all right, I mean, don't really have the de- the drive to go see every Marvel movie as it comes out now. I'm sure I'll go see Black Widow. Honestly, at this point, I'd see a lot. I'd see almost anything to get back in the movie theater, but. Old. I, dude, I'm going to see old. I'm going to see old. Uh, dude, old is going to be good. the old is going to replace First Cow as the best movie I've seen in the best movie I've seen in a theater since the pandemic or like. Why? Why do you say that? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? What you're saying is that old is going to be better than first cow. And we have you on video. Yeah, I was exactly audio and video. Uh, Vicky Creeps is going to, you know, what's going to happen to be at the end of that movie. The movie ends. They're all, you know, the end of the trailer when they're all going to the cave and they're supposed to be here. And then and then someone goes like, like, no, like we were meant to be here gonna open vicky creeps is gonna stand in like a full house outfit cook some cooking some mushroom then she was like it was me <laughs> i did this that's the end of that movie yeah. and i'm gonna give it five stars <laughs> and then it's gonna be the classic m night twist oh my god i'll be honest i don't know how many m night movies i've seen so i, I don't know the classic twist um i've, I've only seen so split I've oh my god Caleb, you guys you watch that's the full circle you talked about that in the first episode Wow, we're back where we started. Do you guys see that my um, dartboard in the back is magically in outer space with me? <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, in case you get bored and lonely. Yeah, I don't know. Space. It's like right, right back there. Your, your guys' hair is insane. I know. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> like what it's doing. It's like shaping me like a, like a seventeen hundreds, like you know, American revolutionary, like politician. Okay, Marie Antoinette. Yeah, Marie Antoinette. All right. Well, we should probably get into it. We're probably already like 20 minutes in talking about the thrill of being back in the movie theater, but um, <laughs> a quiet place, man. It was, it was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my theater was not Welcome quiet. to season four, everybody. <laughs> With brand new insight and analysis. <laughs> Oh, so right. I, I have to admit, I had I, I actually waited. I wanted to wait to watch A Quiet Place Part One until I was going to see Part Two. So I've watched both today for the first time. So it's a lot of I I saw them That's back to back. The exact opposite of where <laughs> you've seen the one, first one like years ago. And... I saw the first one years ago. I saw A Quiet Place Two. Oof, words. I saw A Quiet Place Part Two three weeks ago. Eric. Can I ask your opinion on something? Any, John, anytime. John Krasinski with a beard, yes or no? Guys, I'm I'm not in the John Krasinski train. I'm no. sorry. No. Thank but you. Just objectively, here, objectively, objectively, better or worse with a beard? Mm. I'll answer that. Mm. Worse. But not bad. I was gonna say better. I'm gonna say that too. I'm gonna I'm with Caleb. I'm gonna say worse, but not bad. It's not like he looks terrible, but every time I see him, I'm like, something's a little off. What's this I really almost face? said he was in the movie, but he is in the movie. He is in the movie. In the beginning. In the movie. He is. Yes. Um, only in the beginning, and then he's replaced at, with another white man. With a guy who looks um, <laughs> pretty exactly. similar to him. Pretty, pretty, it was pretty yeah. similar. Oh, wait, is it Killian Murphy or Cillian? It's Killian Murphy, right? It's Killian, right? It's Killian. Yes, yeah. Killian. Well, how about we invite him on the podcast? You think if we email him, he'll come? He'll come on. 
Anyone got his number right now? Caleb, you got the connections, right? Yeah, I can go on IMDb Pro real quick. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You did. You did. Someone, not someone, someone add there. him on MySpace. Someone add him on MySpace. See if we can get him in here. All right, A Quiet Place Part Two. Um, what to say? I mean, I have a lot to say. I'm actually excited to talk about this. I think of the three of us, you know, I've already been spoiled your guys' reviews on at least the first movie. I think Caleb doesn't have his review up on the second one, but Eric does. Um, at least I could be wrong on that, but I think Eric does. Um, and I'm not going to spoil for the audience. If you really want to know, Eric can tell you, or you can go check it out on letterbox.com slash. E underscore zoo. Wait, what? You changed it? I love my fans. Love my fans. Did you change it? Did you change it? <laughs> um, yeah, I changed it mm. a bit ago. Mm. Okay. So now yeah, E so underscore Zoo. Easy. Yeah. Been on the train, Zach. Where have you been? I'm around, man, but not, not where I should be. Oh, I been, need more uh, stands. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Step it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the audience will know the new letterbox for Eric. But I mean, I think what I was going to say is I think it's safe for me to presume that of the three of us, I probably am the biggest fan of, of both one and two, um, just a not franchise. I don't know what the hell you'd call it. Um, yeah, I call it a franchise. I don't know. It's it going to be seem a franchise. Like, I was going to say, if I have to tell you something, it's going to be that there's definitely going to be a third movie. Um, there's no doubt in my head about that. Um and I'll, and I'll say, you know, um, you know, we don't need to spend too much time talking about Quiet Place 1, but I'm sure it'll come Quiet Place Part 1, whatever. I'm sure it'll come up a lot, obviously, because I think they're very different movies. Like, obviously, they're, you know, they're mostly the same actors and, you know, it's a continuation of the first. But I remember when I was reading your review, Eric, you were talking about just the world building aspect of two, which in that world building might be a little bit of a stretch. Cause I don't know if it really goes that far. It's no, it's not super extravagant, but it definitely is a lot. It's different. It's a different, like one is more of this, like isolated, like kind of takes place. I don't know. It's like very typical. Like, I feel like jump scare horror, not that I, and I'm going to be honest with you. I actually really liked jump scares and I'm not a jump scare guy. Um, Cause I don't think they were cheap jump scares. Um, but like second, the second film I felt was a lot more like patient. It was a lot more like, you know, more of a journey, obviously it was more, like you said, world building. It was more like, it was more to me like a survival movie rather than like a horror film. I felt it was less horror, less scary than the first film. Um, and it kind of switched um, that. For, I mean, you don't, do you think, I mean, you don't, you don't think the second one's kind of more, you know, like less horror aspecty or less? I think it's just the, I don't know. I feel like there's just trade-offs. Like, like I, I think for me, the, the distinction is just that like the first one is more horror because it's more like contained. It's like, yeah. but the second one, it's just like, so it's more claustrophobic, but the second one, like the first, but the first one in essence is still a survival movie, right? Like. Yeah. There's just more like horror elements. Like I like the part where she's like giving where Emily Blunt is like giving birth is clearly like more like horror than anything in part two. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That definitely plays as a survival movie. I just think yeah, part two. Did I go into that in my review? I think we talked about uh, you talked about a little bit, or at least I was uh, some other, you know, people were, but I definitely 
you know, I, I like both. I like the distinction of both. I can't say I prefer necessarily one over the other. Um, I haven't necessarily made that opinion yet in my mind, but I, I just felt too was way less like I was like, it was, there was still the jump scares, which of course I'm a very jumpy mm-hmm. viewer. So I was like, Oh, you know, but I felt like it was less like a overall anxiety. You know, like the first movie, I felt like I was anxious the entire yeah. movie. Like I could not stop being anxious where this one, it was more like, I'm now intrigued in like more of the world. I'm now intrigued in, you know, the, I mean, the first, what, 10 minutes of the film is the, is the, is day one, you know, you're seeing what happened the very first day. Which is like, you know, it's like a different, you know, I feel like a, a, the sequel, it was like if the first movie doesn't provide that context, you know, the second one usually will. Um, and I actually really like it. I really liked having the, I don't know, maybe you didn't, maybe you That's the best didn't. part of the movie. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I really like the, um, dude, my hair right now. <laughs> it looks like it's like, in a, it's in like a bun or something. You look like you have um, a bun. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, oh my God. It looks like I lost the reference. Almost like a princess. No, keep going. I'll think of it. Anyways. um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think it's really interesting because I think after watching one, you know, I think there's both, there's this like, I guess like kind of you said it in a a different context, Eric, but like a trade-off type thing. It's like you either give a lot of context to the world and, or you don't. And it's like, if you don't, sometimes that can frustrate viewers. Other times it can intrigue viewers. And then if you give too much context, like I, I thought it was really, I didn't like how the first movie opened and you just saw all the newspaper. Like, it was just like, way to just like throw all this out, like tell it, like rather than like kind of showing it. It's like, I don't know. They didn't leave us much mystery. It was just like, here's like 18 newspapers. With, and then like they're zooming in on headlines on the first movie. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But I, and then like the second one, you know, I liked how they had the the day one scene. I really liked it. And like, it was chaotic and it was, I mean, it was shot very well. I really, I really felt like I was like one of the people like scared <laughs> as hell. And even that, that, that bar yeah. scene where he's like, I don't know, man, I, as much as I may not like the beer, John Krasinski's a good actor. I, I, I like him in both these movies. Well, well I'm all for the beer. So maybe that's why that was my favorite part of the movie. Brilliant. No. I here's here's the thing, guys. I I just don't like survival movies. I I don't like survival movies. I don't like survival books. I don't like. I love Survivor. I don't like survival <laughs> TV. So I don't like The Walking Dead. Um, yeah. Also, hype for the new season of Survivor. But um, no, the thing is, it's like if I were in any of these situations, I just want to be like, what's the end goal here? Like. We live our lives perhaps safe without technology, without safety forever. Like that's no, <laughs> like I'd say like, I'd be like, I'd be, like if, if I ever ran into these monsters and it became very clear that civilization would be dead, I'd be like, take me. Like, <laughs> like why? It's like whenever so you, I'm watching these movies, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, why? <laughs> like, do you feel the, like, like, what are I you mean, trying to achieve? Like, I was going to say, do you feel like, like at the end of the day, then these are pointless, not pointless, but do you feel like you're not interested in survival movies because you're like, it's obvious things aren't going to get better or they, I don't know. Like, is that kind of, just yeah. It's like, what do you, what do you, what are you trying to do here? It's <laughs> like, I simply do not have that will. <laughs> what about, what about like, something like you like children of men though? Oh. Yeah. 
What like I'm trying to ask? What's the difference? No, no. The difference is that Chosen of Men had an end game because because if she like has this baby, then I agree. Theoretically, that means that everyone else can have a baby. Like whereas it's like, oh great, like stabbed one of these guys with their little like foldy foldy mouths, like yeah, like 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 like. I'll let Caleb simply go by. Yeah, I mean, I think Children of Men does this better, obviously. I don't know if Quiet Place is, is this deep, but uh, for survival in general, for the genre, uh, I think it really has this capability to tap into just a human's natural desire to persist uh, in any condition and just to keep living and and you know, continue the species. And I, I don't think Quiet Place is necessarily trying to be so profound. Uh, I think Children of Men is and is successful. Uh, but yeah, I don't think even so it's as simple for me as like, ah, life's going to suck. Might as well, you know, call it a day. I think there is there is at least a little hint of, you know, like this is what a human does even even when you know things are at their worst like this ideal idea uh for us as humans is to is to keep you know persisting in the face of this horrible you know mortal danger yeah and i'll say that my personal i i i really love that genre for that reason you know i'm not someone that really cares about but I, I think the criticism is fair. It's just like, it's not even a criticism. It's more just the reality of the genre. Like how many real survivor movies, survivor, survival movies that are not trying to be something more like Children of Men actually really give a shit that much about what happens after? Very few, I feel like. Like, I mean, like, it's like even the end of Quiet Place 2 of this film, it's like, you both feel like, okay, they've done something good. They've maybe found something, but then at the same time, you kind of know not because you know, there's probably going to be a third movie. Maybe not. I, I would say there's pretty good chance. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but the way it leaves off is not one. I wouldn't say very satisfying, which definitely makes you realize, you know, cause it's like at the end of the day, you have, two, you have two options for survival movies. You either solve the problem or you don't, right? Like those are the two options. And it's like, not solving the problem usually doesn't make for a good movie, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's just like a weird, I, as someone that watches a lot of survival TV shows, survival movies, it's just like, yeah, I understand why that could be like very, just like not appealing, like, oh, you know, this is for nothing or, you know, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't well, seem like. I think that there is some kind of hope for this ultimate ultimate survival this this solving of the problem at the end you know with the uh revelation that these creatures can't swim and now it's going to be more widespread the knowledge that uh this noise that you know prevents them from from attacking so i don't know i think there is kind of more of an ultimate goal that is beginning to be realized now in the sequel that's true that's true. Start I feel like, you know, the one thing is, you know, and we're just drunk from intro to ending. The ending, um, you know, kind of just leaves you hanging there. You know, you, you, you kind of get that ultimate last scene of the tension, you know, that you get the two things going on. You don't even really know. I mean, 
again, maybe this is the intention for a setup of the third movie, but the family never reconnects at the end. They've just solved their own individual problems, basically. You know, you have um, the daughter and the old man the older man i don't i don't even remember any of their names i'll be completely honest um on the island and then you have the baby emily blunt and the son all still back there and it's like it's kind of the same way the first movie ended where like the first movie ended on that action scene where like they figured out the audio is the weakness and then she shoots the shotgun and then it screen you know fade to black and then you're like, oh, well, there's got to, there's going to be another one, you know, like there's more there. It's like, it's the same thing in two, right? Like I, I would, I get this, I get the same feeling, like, obviously this isn't solved or, you know, I guess they have some answers, but I, that's also the one thing is like, do you feel like two loses some of its steam because of it being a sequel? Do you think it loses its novelty? Or do you think that it makes the adjustments necessary? My opinion is that the shift to a more survival film keeps it a little fresh. Um, you know, I think I would have been interested in a more compelling new main character. Um, I would have been really interested in more compelling other groups. You know, we have that one scene on the boats with like the, I don't know what they call them, marauders who are you know it looks like trying to kidnap um the girl and then you get the group on the island but like there's nothing like i don't know super compelling it's just now rather than being in a house with each other they're you get a couple new characters i don't know i like do you think it loses some of its novelty just the the, the whole you know the quiet place you know the sound the monsters you think it loses some of that um I was never a huge fan of the like central concept anyway. So I, that, that whatever. Intrigues like, me. like I like I, it. Like I I'm think it's of, I think it's fine. Yeah. I think like I, I think it works. It. I think it works for what it is. Um, um but I like I I wish I I yeah, I agree with you that I liked the world building aspect of it. I I don't know, I wish I wish we got to learn more about the other characters. Like like that's what interests me about shows like this. It's like all the little groups that form and like the, the drama that they all have like that's what that's what made me like watch however many seasons I watched of The Walking Dead like I really do not care about the, the like zombies at all and I don't think that show cares that much about the zombies at all they just conveniently show up whenever the groups have some tea <laughs> or like someone does something to kill a couple characters and then they go away again yeah. and like well, every couple episodes the they'll have some like gory gory like special effects and I would honestly be down to see this go that direction because I yeah, that's definitely just what I'm, that's just like purely like personally like what I'm more interested in. This is more, less like The Walking Dead in that aspect where it's like, you know, without yeah. the, like you need the monsters, right? You need, <laughs> I mean, I guess you do in The Walking Dead too, but it cares way more about the human to human interaction. And you get a little bit of that towards the last, you know, section of The Quiet Place where they run into the group on the boats. That's really the only time. I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't more of that. Like I'm surprised there wasn't mm -hmm. more running into lunatics or you know maybe they're saving it for the third film but i mean to be honest like i watched this movie what two weeks ago and i've forgotten most of it like i think all i really remember about it is what you the boat scene um the opening scene the parallel editing at the end and then just lots 
scenes of them running in and out of that little hole that they live in and being and like sitting in the like in silence in that little hole and lots of just like wash between like the daughter and Killian Murphy who plays like generic white dad replacement now that John Krasinski's gone like that's literally what this movie has like been reduced to in my brain I I don't know maybe I'm not the most qualified to speak I do think though like we I I was not expecting this to get a second second movie like I fully assumed at the end of the first movie they like the the characters are just going to live their own little like tenuous existence in the farm like get their own food or something. I don't remember, to be honest, I don't remember the ending very well, but like the ending to this one really, de- like really bothered me. Like, <laughs> like the ending to this one really, it's, it's not, an, it's just not an ending. Like the first one's like, they've been trying the entire movie to like figure out like how to like assert themselves. And like, they lost the dad, but they finally found a way for like the rest of them to be somewhat independent. They like found the signal, they killed one of them. Whereas this one, what like like in the first movie it felt like the main there was something achieved like whereas in this one like it just it just ends (laughs) like it really just ends (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean go ahead Gil. (laughs) no i was i'm actually in a in a similar boat to eric i i think the premise is a great premise as a concept i think it's a nice thing to think about but when it's actually put into existence i think it kind of loses its charm and even though i think it's reasonably executed in both installments just actually seeing it you kind of lose the luster the the excitement of this idea that there are monsters that you know can can only hear um and because i think there's only so many ways that you can kind of follow through with that and so to answer your question Zach yeah I think the novelty does wear off a little bit they do uh implement some you know nice ideas to to counteract that um like showing the monsters more here so this is really more of a monster movie than the first one um which theoretically should really get you more engaged with something fresh Uh, of course they have the split storylines this time uh which i think make this movie feel a lot like a video game and you know that the you have these these storylines these journeys you have to you know accomplish these tasks to you know keep going and then ultimately take down the monsters um and then yeah unfortunately it all leads to to the non-ending um but yeah i think they're just a lot more confident with this franchise now and they're willing to bet that people will come back for a third one despite this non-ending in fact they might think that this non-ending will actually inspire some people to you know speculate and get even more excited for for the third movie um but yeah i guess it of course the novelty wears off a little bit but I think that because they show the monsters more, they have that angle because, you know, they really put you in the, in the place of the characters uh, as a video game type 
feeling because I think this movie is actually better made than the first one uh, on a cinematic level uh, that the novelty wears off isn't such a big deal. Yeah, I'm gonna... I think it's just too like small of a concept for the full movie. Like, like not 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 that it's too small of a concept. Like, I I fully like as I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking like, aha, like, <laughs> like you can't talk, like, or you can't do like like when I'm watching it, I'm more thinking about the concepts than anything else. Like, and and it's it's stretched real thin over the course of two movies. I, I also just find it really funny, just the idea that. I mean, like, did you guys, when you guys watched this, did you guys get that thing from that, like, intro from John Krasinski and Emily Blunt? Yes. Where they were like, you know, like, we really just felt like this story had more to be told. Like, oh, no, I didn't, the get, way that you were I didn't get that one. The, oh, you, oh, my God. I, I, I got know, a different I just, one. <laughs> I was just thinking about when you were talking about, like, speculation. Like, what are you supposed to speculate from this? Like, damn, like. I bet the family's reconnect. <laughs> like I bet that's gonna happen in the next movie. Like, no, like mean, oh my god, I'm I'm so excited for them to get a boat. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna no, I'm gonna be the sail here. back to the mainland. <laughs> I might be one of those maybe those fools that Caleb was talking about that kind of get roped into it. Maybe not fools is the right word. Say, but... I, I, I didn't call anybody a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Putting words in his mouth. But what I will say is like this. It works for me. Here, let me let me tell you this. Why does this appeal to me? I'm a lover of the survival post-apocalyptic franchises, like lover of the genre, okay? Caleb, the reason you said it feels like a video game, it absolutely does in so many ways. And I grew up playing a lot of video games, post-apocalyptic video games. So for me, it was almost like my favorite video game growing up coming to life on the big screen, especially in a time period where so many attempts to actually make a video game movie have fallen completely flat. This one is like, honestly, if I had to be like the closest video game movie that's not actually based off a video game, it might be like this franchise. Like there's actually a video game I was talking with someone about. It's like called Last of Us. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a very similar premise, very different too, but one of the big things is that the enemies, there's an enemy that basically is not as a zombie. It's like whatever, but they can only really detect you based on hearing. So being able to play that and then also just have a movie that's different, but similar idea is kind of cool as like a fanboy of the, of the idea and of the, you know, because I, what I really liked about this one is kind of what Caleb said too, is like one, this one is just, a better overall movie. I felt like it was shot better. I feel like I was engaged more. Like I, I, I enjoyed the, the claustrophobic feeling and the, the idea of the first movie, but I felt like this one, it was just nice. Cause I don't know. It had that world to it. It had that video game feel. It had that. It just had a lot more that I think the first one didn't. And then, you know, I think of course, like, there's certain things I think when I expect a certain type of movie, I let things go. Is the dialogue that great? No. Is it supposed to be? No, I'm going to let it go. Is the, is the, are the characters supposed to be the most compelling, you know, is, you know, generic white man, number two, as Eric called him supposed to be the most compelling, you know, maybe they could be more compelling, but I think you're more, you're more interested in the world at least I am, I'm more interested in the world. I'm more interested in like kind of the idea of surviving, like how do you do it, you know? And I'm also interested in a little bit of the story still. Like I, I did like the themes of grief. I thought, you know, all the characters were still dealing with grief 
from the father and the, you know, the one guy from his children and wife. And then I have to say that as much as I also was at the ending was like a non-ending, very cheesy of me, but I still very much like the the daughter and son both kind of like conquering something that had they both struggled with in the first and second movie, which is like for the boy, it was his confidence and I guess bravery. Um, so like that scene to me where he goes out and, you know, holds the thing and, you know, shoots the monster, one that had very Stranger Things vibes to it, but uh felt rewarding and same with the girl like I, I've been you know you've been kind of rooting for her and like you saw how like in the first movie I don't know maybe it helps that I had also just I literally watched one went to two so the characters and their thoughts and motivations and their wants and desires from the first movie I didn't forget about them like they carried over because I saw them back to back and honestly if you want to hear my true opinion I feel like these movies would work better being watched close together like I feel like one and two, like they're different movies, but I also just feel like they they fit, obviously. And like, I just feel like watching it back to back was kind of cool. I don't know. I yeah, said a like, lot what's there, the difference but... between a franchise and a TV show? Like, Yeah, and this is the thing. It's like, here's the thing, Eric. This idea, this concept, this is this thing could almost be a TV show. Like, And that's why it's like, the one thing I'm hesitant about is like, it's the same thing that happened with The Walking Dead on a larger, on, this is more of a smaller scale on the, in the film world where Walking Dead is TV small. The issue, the issues are always the same. It eventually becomes stale, right? How do you stop it from becoming stale? I don't think you do. Like it just eventually wears off. And out in two years. Yeah. The like, third movie comes Personally, yeah. I think I would have, I would have, I'm going to be completely honest. I would have rather wished for a little bit more of a complete, you know, say what you want add 20 minutes on the end of this film, give me some type of conclusion and move. Let's move on. Good franchise. Loved them both. You put it away, put it on the shelf, come back to it in a few years. But now it's like, I feel like I'm going to be in the same situation where it's like, Caleb is, was talking about how like, oh, they think they're going to get this excitement. It's like, it's, it's really hard to get excitement long-term out of audiences unless you're either a franchise people really care about or director people really love. Like, I like this franchise, but I'm not going to be like, when does part three come out? Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. you know, when like other movies, you know, I'm going to be like, oh my God, when does the new Christopher Nolan movie come out? Or when, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I understand, you know it's what? Just, Let's oh be no, honest here. It's, it's money. I mean, like they want it, they, it's successful and they want money. And you know what? Shout out to John Krasinski for... Did he write? He wrote and directed, oh, no. right? He he thought there just there's just more story to be told about these characters. <laughs> it was not monetary whatsoever. So <laughs> get that tea hey, out of your mouth. <laughs> one, that's a that's a cap. Two, I do, like I said, I love the second movie. I think I I think both of them together plus a little extra chunk of a real ending on the end of two. Yeah, nice little novel, little little movie novel. Put it away people will love it for generations yeah. to come in. but now it's like to me my worry is like speaking of shitty um f- uh, uh trailers the forever purge um <laughs> the now seventh eighth ninth who the hell here's the thing it's the same thing the purge first movie it was not a good movie but the idea was awesome i liked it i was like oh my god this is cool you know second movie it's like okay yeah they're doing it again there's been like eight of them just stop 
no one cares anymore and this one is as far it's like with like seedless actors it's literally like the story makes no sense they are just it's literally the cash cow how do we get money it's the equivalent of disney pumping out the fucking live action movies it's garbage and Most my worry is movie we're going to be talking about next week it's made for tv <laughs> my worry is and maybe you know Kayla was hinting at this my worry is that this franchise is going to become it's going to just like rather than going out while it's up top it's going to yeah I think this movie I don't know like if you're going to make a third one give us more world building like that's what you're going to get spec- like you can't speculate about a world you didn't build like you didn't give us anything but I, I mean I think for me like I went into this movie like the first movie like John Kaczynski mentioned that he thought of the concept something along the lines of like something along the lines of like oh like what would he do if his family were like in a day in danger in some sort of situation so like the first movie definitely has that feeling of like oh like what would I do if this happened to my family like how would I protect them and he like had this like heroic sacrifice at the end and I was really looking forward to this one to like seeing them being seeing the rest of the characters the like emily blunt and the children like being able to like survive on their own if that makes sense being able to like assert their own independence and like honestly i was hoping like at the end emily blunt would go full like mad max like Shirley's throne like but then literally in the first like five minutes like they introduce like another <laughs> another another like literally like someone like one of their old friends like another white dad who like eventually does become a foil for like the daughter to show that like the daughter is like she's like she literally goes like that she's like I'm the smart one like or, the, or at least the dad goes like you're the smart one like you're the one who's like calling all the shots but like they didn't really need him like like they did not need him like I, I wish they'd been able to make the story in a way that did not require him I yeah you know what honestly Eric I I, I agree with you I, I haven't thought too much about it but I do think it'd be interesting you know, maybe they just, I, I honestly don't know. It, it does feel like his role is kind of tertiary. It's like not important. He's just there to like provide some physical assistance to the, to the woman, you know, but like rather, maybe the, rather than that, like you said, having her figure it out, having her conquer these issues as a deaf person, like, you know, that I feel like that's a lot more empowering, right? Like, and she does, she still comes out as the one who made all the shots, but like at the same time, it's like, oh, but she, you know, this, 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 this other guy had to be there, you know, I don't know. It didn't seem like he offered very much in terms of story other than like, ah, here's another man going through grief. Let's reinforce that. <laughs> here thing. is a little tunnel and for you to hide in. <laughs> yeah. Like here, he provides location. You guys can incubate in there. <laughs> yeah. He provides location. He provides familiarity to the past he provided like which is you know connected to grief now but other than that not a very like compelling character right like you get this scene at the end where he like opens up the picture that he drew of his child and it's like i can't help but feel that like oh like oh i'm so sorry but at the same time i can't help but really feel that you know it's like i don't really feel connected to him I feel at the end of the first movie, watching the daughter and the son have to watch their father die. Yeah, it's a more gruesome thing. That made me feel something. Watching the guy that's kind of just been there and we know has had tragedy, just like kind of show the picture of his son. It's just like heartbreaking moment, but not like I didn't shed a tear, you know? 
I honestly, the, the, I shed the, the one time I shed a tear in this movie was when the son like was like empowered and like went out and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. I don't know. I'd Caleb. love to see this franchise go full like cult, like, 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 you know, like the, sorry, Caleb, you, you can talk in a sec. Um, but <laughs> okay. No. Okay. So they have that scene where they're with the like spooky sailors, right? Like the spooky sailors in the middle of the night and like, like, <laughs> and first of all, where do they come from? But anyways, like, like, I'd love to see. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. I'm sorry. The but they like and then the, the next line is the, where. <laughs> I don't know. It's like good, like Cotton Eye Joe, sure. Yeah. But the um, like I'd love to see it be like dang, like we found a community, and then turns out like slowly you'd watch them be like they're a freaking cult, and then you end with them getting cornered on it. Like I'd love to see that. It does. That's, I mean, that's you know. Here's the thing: is like if you're gonna make more. That's the thing. You've got to add more. The second one added some new elements, but not like an amazing amount where it was like, so it's like, if they're going to make a third movie, you really got to accelerate that, that world building. But now this goes back to like, you know, and like Caleb was talking about, it's like, they kind of found a solution, right? There is kind of an ending kind of, it's like the, the water there can't, can't swim. So now going to a third movie, you need to talk, you need to figure out why that now doesn't work. Right. So like, cause like, otherwise it's like, okay, why can't they just stay on this island? Cause like the, the reason in one, it's like, okay, they need somewhere safe to go. But now it's like, okay, they can just stay on the island. Why, like, why, why is the, What's the need for the, what's the motivation for a third movie? Is it like now they can swim? Is it like, I mean, you've already, you've already established they can't swim. I mean, is that, does, does another boatload of them come and like destroy the island? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what's, what's going to be the reason? now that's that's probably to to save the rest of humanity yeah you know, all the people who aren't on the <laughs> See, island that's where it starts losing me because like when survival movies take that jump to being something more than what they are it's like then you start getting into weightier ideas that only can be discussed if you really had the initial like motivation for it like it just seems weird it's like the walking dead like when they started doing kind of like, oh, we're going to go to DC, which, you know, end up being, you know, a spoiler alert, like fake and shit uh, to like solve everything. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't, like, it just seems like a cop out, right? Third movie. Now it's time to save the world. Like, but, which... then, again, what, what, but then what do you do in a third movie if you don't save the world? Right. Cause now we're as a viewer, we already know that they can be safe on an island. So what do we now? What do we care about? Right. right. Well, what you do is what they inexplicably did not do in the second movie, <laughs> which is, you know, they they play this record beyond the sea to, you know, encode, let people know like, hey, you'll be safe beyond the sea. And I feel like they could have just, you know, recorded themselves saying that and not be so cryptic and then put that on the airwaves and replay that on a loop and then then we wouldn't we wouldn't need the third movie everybody else would have just you know come yeah, on I'm over just, or died on the way that's the thing it's like i'm sure they'll figure out something creative but it's like at least the second movie in some way eric you were talking about how he talked about there was more to tell at least somewhat it feels justified right because you literally part two ends right where part one or picks up where part one ended 
and you're like, okay, now they need to figure out where to go, where they can keep safe, the baby, all this stuff. And now you're like, okay, they're on the island. They killed the only one that was there. So what's stopping them from getting their family and just coming back to the island, right? Like now there's got, what's the stakes now? What's the next step? And it's like, if you're going to say it's saving the world, like really do, do the characters want to save the world? Like, I feel like they probably just want to survive. Like, I don't know. That's the thing is like, this is where it's like, I feel like a third movie is going to be very hard to justify. And like, I'm going to watch it and be like, yikes. You know, because it's like now you've 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 set like there is like some type of ending of some sort, solution, whatever. Like, I don't really know how you undo that. And know. yet here we are <laughs> planning to watch this movie, and here we are speculating <laughs> like fools. Uh, <laughs> they got us. They got us. We've they fallen got into their they trap. Got, they got John Krasinski. Got me good. Got me good. What about um? What about uh? I mean, I don't know. What do you think about some of the performances? I know it's kind of hard. It's like, like I think everyone did a good job, but it wasn't like. I really like John Krasinski in the first movie. I'll be honest. I thought. I mean, obviously, he was kind of the main character, you know. And then, I really thought Emily Blunt would be a little bit more in the second film. Like, yeah, they really relegated her to like <laughs> a, yeah. oxygen duty. Yeah, and like yeah, you, you got Emily Blunt, so like you. I mean, she sent her to go fetch oxygen. Like that's your wife, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like she gets there, fixes up her son, sat like doesn't like sends the man to go save her daughter, which I'm not a, you know I get it. She just had a baby and shit, but then she goes to grieve and get the oxygen, comes back, has a little action scene, and that's it. Like at the end of the day. Not much happens. There's not any, and, and it's like here's the thing. It's like when you have a movie like this where you can't talk, and you don't have a lot happening. Usually, you have dialogue, right? Like if you don't have a lot happening physically, there has to be something happening, dialogue. But there's there can't be dialogue. So then, like what <laughs> you know, like what do you get? Sometimes it's just like there's always got to be a threat yeah, of the monster there. Yeah, or you get spooky rapey, sailors. spooky sailors who... Oh, shit. Dude, at first, I thought the movie was taking a wild turn, I have to be honest. I thought, like, the monsters had learned how to become human. Like, they, like, turn into human shape. <laughs> uh, dude, when the, when the girl, like, the, the small, like, toddler, like, put the rope around his neck, I was like... Because, like, when she looked up, her eyes were big, and then the, the, the son was finding the dead body, and I thought that was going to come back to life. You know what I was like? I was thought, like, oh, oh, like, they're... And I was like, that would have been really weird and very not <laughs> awesome. But like, I was like thrown off by that. I was like, what the hell's happening? You could tell that little girl had done that before. She Dude. had, you know, <laughs> she, she was a pro. She knows how to choke a man out with a rope. I'll tell you that. I mean, damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> a Quiet Place, part two. <laughs> uh, a Quiet Place Part Two. Thank uh, you. This movie's PG thirteen, right? Is it PG? I assume yes, it's PG thirteen. I'm blurry now. Um, it's got to be PG thirteen, right? It's well, yeah. PG thirteen. Um, while you're um, while you're looking up, Caleb, you should look up if there is. But have they confirmed a Part Three? Um, after that, then you have to have a Part Three. Yeah, I. Uh, I think yeah, it'll just it'll just happen. happen. 
I mean, on one hand, I have to say, like, it's kind of nice. I'm not not that like John Krasinski is some nobody, but it's kind of there's something. I don't know. Is it not? Is it not something kind of nice about someone who is an actor and not a screenwriter going becoming a screenwriter and director, like branching their career, trying something new, and being, I would say, somewhat successful at it, right? Like, I don't think this will be his last French. I don't think he's going to be short of getting some opportunities in the future. Is all I'm going to say. There's something a little bit inspiring about it. Not that again, he, you know, he was like some poor kid off the street who's like here's my screenplay and then like got to direct it you know that's you know that's the dream for all of us but like <laughs> yeah, like, who, who are you describing with that <laughs> hey, man, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be homeless in the streets of hollywood peddling my instead of you know how people give out cds like mixtapes it's gonna be my screenplay it's gonna be my screenplay <laughs> i don't know there's something cool about it i don't know seeing the guy who was jim halpert for eight years, nine years, whatever, suddenly now making successful movies as a director and screenwriter and married to Emily Blunt. If that doesn't scream, <laughs> you can succeed at life. I don't know what will. Yeah. A quiet Place Part 2. A quiet Place Part 2. All right, boys. It's been fun. This was a, you know, it was good. Uh, I think, I think uh, we'll be ready in a few years for Quiet Place quiet place part three and then um get ready for my directorial debut the loud place i look forward well, to it it's probably not going to be as good as mine second quiet cow. place is hitman's wife's bodyguards part <laughs> <two>. <laughs> i'm gonna make um uh, the second cow we don't joke about that <laughs> not here <laughs> all right well it's been fun guys we'll see you next time Wait, wait. Before we go, I have one question for you guys. An outro question. An outro? Oh, okay. We're not ending it. Inversion. What is the weakness? What is the weakness? Thank you, everybody, for listening. (laughs) And we'll see you all next time.